0: Warning, the Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. It's simple, really. You either want to grow in virtue and holiness, or you want to be a sissy, whiny baby. If you choose to move forward, grab your whiskey glass, because the Catholic Man Show is starting
1: right now.
0: Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side, so raise your glass. I'm Adam Minahan here with David Niles in studio. We got Juan on the buttons. We have Jimbo, Tron, Spencer in the house this evening. And uh, I want to give a big warm shout out to all of our new listeners in Texas. Yeah, we uh, are on Red Sea Catholic Radio. Red Sea Catholic Radio, we're in um college station we're in waco we're in palestine texas all three
1: palestine texas texas yeah, This totally different place from
0: like i made sure to yeah we're in palestine <laughs> texas texas we're also in paris texas texas we're not in paris but that would be cool but welcome to the catholic not man yet. show not yet not yet yeah well, maybe welcome to the catholic man show we're, we're excited to have you on dave why don't you give the three the things? three
1: things yeah. i was just thinking that you know all right so for those of you who are Tuned in to Red Sea Catholic Radio right now and are not really sure what you're listening to. This is the Catholic Man Show. On every episode, we do three things. The first of which we are already doing, in fact, and that is open review and enjoy a manly beverage. We have a uh, a nice a nice uh, saison a blended nice saison today that we'll be discussing. The next thing we are going to do is we're going to highlight a man gear of some kind. And then we're going to have a discussion. Today's topic is the holy name of God. We're going to be talking about God's holy name and what that means for us. Nice. Um, and so that's what we do on every episode. Mm-hmm. Every, for, for the most part. Yeah. And it's it's our show is all about virtue. So we want to highlight uh, and promote the return to the art of virtuous living in the life of a man.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what our show's about. Nice, well done. Thank you. Good could recap, especially because we haven't done that in a long time. It's been a while. A while. So, it's been a little while. Dave, why don't we uh, jump into the drink? Yes, Let's do that. So, uh,
1: tell us about this because you you uh, you supplied the beverage. Why don't, you, today. why don't
0: you say what it is? Just because you have a, a good German accent. There's, das wunderkind. It's way better than mine. Das wunderkind.
1: Das wunderkind is ist, uh blended saison. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, out of Texas. <laughs> Yeah, mass. Mass blended
0: Saison. Yeah. <laughs> das Wunderkind. <laughs> uh, this is a from Jester King. It is a brewery out of Texas, Austin, Texas, to be exact, or outside of Austin, Texas, to be exact. Okay. It is, like you said, it's a blended Saison. This is blend number 25, I believe. 25? Okay. Yes. From January 2020.
1: 25. This is, this is pre COVID. Blend, blend number 25. This is a pre COVID blend.
0: Is it? Is it still good? January 2020. This could have the COVID in it, bro.
1: Maybe. I don't think that this beer uh, is vaccinated. Definitely not. This is not. No. A, this is a non-vaccinated beer. Yeah. We're taking big risks today on the <laughs> Catholic Man Show. So We're on the Lord's team? The winning side. So raise your glass and, and cheers. Cheers to Jesus. That was a bad one. Let's redo that. Your finger was in the way. Sorry. Wait, we got to do it at the same time. Okay. Cheers. 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 Cheers, Jim. Cheers. So right off the bat, the aroma, you can tell... This is a sour. You can just sm- as soon as we opened the bottle. Right. I I smelled the sourness. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So what are your what are, what are your notes, Adam? Oh, Adam, oh note master.
0: It's strong and apricot to me, is it? Uh, especially on the back of the palate? Yes, it is. Uh I get Okay. Some ap- some strong apricot, uh wild berries. Um You get a nice a, a sweet like a little sweet honey uh, at, the, at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's not overpowered. Some of the sours out there are way too sour at the, at the beginning. It, it, like Basically eat your taste buds away. Kind of like a peated scotch. You know, you, If you have a bunch of different scotches you're going to try, you're going to taste test. Don't start don't with, start the, start with the Don't start with the fr- uh, Lafroig. Similarly, with beer, I wouldn't start with a very sour beer as I'm tasting all these other because it just kind of it, uh, dulls your taste buds. Right. Uh, so, but it, this one doesn't seem to at the very at the at the front. Sort of
1: like brushing your teeth and then drinking orange juice. Right, I guess that's kind of a weird example, but ruins it.
0: Well, yes, it does ruin it. Yes. Uh, so anyway, that's what that's what we do, Dave. Uh, we've been on Catholic Answers Focus talking about drinking, uh, mm-hmm. so we don't scandalize anybody who maybe is first time listener. Why are we drinking on air?
1: Yeah. So uh, we drink on air for a number of reasons. Um, The first is that we really like beer, we enjoy a good beer, and we enjoy a good scotch. But the truth is that God made the things of this earth good, and they should be enjoyed for their goodness. And uh, when used virtuously, a drink is something that will actually enhance uh, your friendship, it'll enhance a conversation. Um, And that, uh, that, when I say used appropriately, that is in the context of temperance. Um, in, like. in moderation. And so that's what we, we seek to highlight on the show with the drink, especially. Um, and you know, that over it, it, it plays itself out not only in drinking, but in, in eating as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, a good meal, a good drink, all of these things are things that will actually increase your experience with one another. Anytime um, that the appetites are involved, there's just something about doing it together with other people. That has a way of, of being life giving, you know what I mean? And so we drink on the show just to have a good conversation um,
0: and enjoy a nice beer to enjoy or a whiskey or to
1: enjoy something that's uh, well crafted. Yes, um, you know we're not having Bud Light right here on the show. Mm-hmm. We would never do that, right? Unless, but you know, if Bud Light is your jam, then do it. Then enjoy it. You yeah. know, like have have one, right?
0: Dave, we just did a, our very first monthly meeting for patrons this last yes. week, and it was awesome. There was it was so great to see the Finster was on there. Saint Stephen Hool nice, uh, nice. coordinated it. Uh, there were so many great guys on uh, over I think over twenty at one point. Jim, was there more than twenty? Did you hear? Did you count? I I didn't count. I, I well, at one time I did, and it was over twenty. But nice all the way from the East Coast all the way to Alaska um, was. Was kind of the range, and we we had a great conversation. We had a conversation about the Old Testament. We had a conversation about adoption. We had a conversation about just like how no everybody's kidding.
1: doing. I was not able to join this time, which was too bad. Yes, and but, it's a very, But I will. I will. I look forward to to the next one. to the next one.
0: Uh, Saint Stephen Hool has already. We've already kind of decided. Like one of the topics we're going to broach for the next uh, next month is going to be how to pass on the faith to your children. Uh, good ways to pass on the faith to your children or grandchildren, and ways that have been effective, ways that haven't been effective, because we have a wide range of men on the call, right? Yeah, guys who are like us, who have you know young kids, and, and guys who have grand uh, grandchildren. So it's good to to have a wide variety of, of yeah. knowledge and, and wisdom, and to
1: pass that on. So you know what I would like is to see Saint Stephen. Hullis. Is he still in the diaconate program? Do you know? No, he's he. he okay, well, turned out. I would still like to see him expound um in length and eloquence on uh, a a good death
0: it would be nice maybe he'll start out with we
1: that. haven't we haven't talked about saint stephen dying in a long time yeah that's a deep cut i mean that's an old track. these are deep tracks right yeah. here but uh i would like to see that i would too not his death no 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 but, right, <laughs> right, right. Him, him, him talking about it but his talk right
0: right, right. Uh, But no, man. It was just so. It was just so much fun to get to hang out with guys. So we we made some rules. We had some uh, a couple rules to start out. Like we're not talking about COVID. We're not talking about
1: politics. Good. That's Uh, like yeah. No COVID.
0: No COVID. No politics. This is and it's built because like you know there's still guys out there right now who in in some states you know it's not it's very pretty still closed off yeah um and so they don't have the opportunity to get with other guys and and talk about their faith or just like hang out with other guys yeah and so this is a great opportunity to do that so if you uh would be interested we're gonna do it i think that i think it's the second saturday of every month starting at seven thirty central um if you'd like to join you can sign up on patreon you'd also be able to
1: get either
0: some of these cool Catholic Mancho beer glasses or Catholic Manchu Glencairn whiskey glasses as a thank you. Yeah,
1: check out our Patreon account because we have different thank you gifts for different levels of support.
0: Right, and we're about to have uh, Pat Flynn do a new course for us on working out. We had that over eighteen hours of content with Carlo Broussard,
1: all about the five ways. So St. Thomas Aquinas. Yeah, if if you've heard of the five ways and don't really know what they are. But would like to learn more about them. We made a we made the perfect course for you, where Adam and I sat down with Carlo Broussard and discussed them. You got to be a Patreon member to to get to that, that. But um,
0: and there's also interviews with like Father Donald Calloway, Father Larry Richard, Raymond Roy. I mean, there's all there. It's it's a lot of different. You just do one with Jeff Cavins. Yeah. Um,
1: so anyway, so let me ask you, Adam, how's yes. your prayer life? It is going really well right now. You know, we're like mid Lent now.
0: Yes, it's going really well right now. Fair to mid Lent from Fair to Midland nice I like that yeah. yes uh, no it's, it's going really well uh, I'm praying the Auxilium Christian Orm with my wife every night. Oh nice uh, uh, that's something that we kind of picked up together to pray
1: how do you do you do all of it at night? Do you, do uh, you do, it depends so, on what you mean so, by so, I mean, like, like, you mean Are you talking about the rosary as well? Well, Auxilium Christianorum, there's like a daily prayer mm-hmm. and then one to be said. Like there's a rotating prayer that's like, oh, on Tuesdays. Yeah, you I, say do, this, I do them all. And there's a closing prayer. So you guys start to finish. Start at to night? finish. Okay. okay which, nice. is, which is You really can do nice. it anytime. It doesn't matter. Because it's
0: like, you know, it's 10 minutes yeah of, of good prayer together uh-huh uh, so we add it uh,
1: now in english or latin that's the question uh we're doing english yeah me too
0: <laughs> however we do our latin class maybe we can maybe maybe we can't do it in latin yeah at some point um that wouldn't take forever that's the problem it's like we could do it in latin but it would just it's take it's hard it would take 40 minutes for me yeah i know um <laughs> a 10 minute prayer 40 minutes so uh no it's going really well uh, um the only thing I would like to do more of, I'd like to add more into, would be just uh, more quiet, and like more just like receiving prayer time, you yeah. know, where you're just like in the presence, Yeah. which I only get to do that during adoration once a month, or once a week, I'm sorry. Yeah. So when we get back, I want to ask you about your prayer life. Okay. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass.
1: Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. Here with Adam Minahan, Juan Posada on the buttons, Jimbo Spencer, guarding the door. And he is, let me tell you, he is vigilant. The vigilance that this guy exudes. Exudes, rather. Exudes. He's exudes. Ex- ex- <laughs> he exudes it because he is exhuming so much vigilance. <laughs> it's just incredible. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. This segment brought to you by the Catholic Man uh, I'm sorry, by the Catholic Woodworker. Catholicwoodworker.com For all of your Catholic woodworking needs Mm -hmm. Use promo code TCMS For 10% off all purchases TCMS, that's the Catholic Man Show Yep. For those of you who are less intellectually inclined Like me Yeah Dave, how's your prayer life going? My prayer life is good Uh, Fits and starts, fits and starts You know, like uh, this morning I, went, I meant to I set my alarm for six, daylight savings time. I know, man. You know, yeah. Tough. Look, tough. Hey, oh, I was going to do it anyway. Can I, can
0: I pause you real quick? Yeah. Because I have something I, I got to get off my chest with this whole daylight savings we time. We just thing. need to get rid of it. Like, why are we doing it on Sunday morning? Sunday morning is already a stressful time for. A man and yeah. and, and wife like why not trying on to get their, trying to get their kids ready for Holy Mass. I am like what's, already what's
1: going on on Saturday that we couldn't do it on I'm Saturday. I'm already
0: stressed, like anxiety and stress levels are at Sunday morning rise. is the
1: most stressful day. Absolutely, oh, uh, it's the most stressful morning anyway. Absolutely, it is. after you get to Mass, the then stress right. like just dissipates. It, yeah, totally gone, but. You know, and, then,
0: and then there's like a 30
1: uh, minute window where he, you're like,
0: get in the car, <laughs> yeah, we're running late. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and then you throw in, it's an hour earlier. Man, I
1: just don't, I don't. Can we not do it on what? What about Monday or Tuesday? Like, I could see not doing it Monday. People are going to work. People are going to be late for work. I mean, Listen,
0: like, I'm fine with being late for work. I'm not fine with being late the, for a the, whole. There's mass. actually like
1: you could measure the economic impact of people missing an hour of work. You can in you, like you the, measure the of,
0: economic impact of the like grace.
1: Sure. But what about Saturday? Just
0: do it on Saturday. I don't want it on my free days. I want it on a work day. <laughs> Saturday is not a free
1: day. It's a work day.
0: Yeah, but it's like I get to do what I want to do work-wise around well, the
1: house. Still, do it then. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. How's your prayer life? Uh, It's going good. You know, so I was going to get up at six. Uh, didn't I woke up, actually ended up waking up at seven, just blasted right through my alarms. No big deal. <laughs> I, not on purpose. I just didn't wake up. So that was kind of bad, and you know, like sometimes you just have like these moments that you like start to pray, and you just feel like I'm just not doing well. Yes, and I was like having a morning like that until until I received the Eucharist, and then after that, it was just like total shift. Um, and it's been good. My prayer life, it, it's I'm just very very thankful for it. I've said this before on the show Exodus ninety just. Which I'm not doing now, but I did last year. Just absolutely revolutionized my my prayer what i What I thought prayer was right, just because it does it did make me take that 20 minutes a day of Mm -hmm. silent contemplative prayer, like what you were talking about. Right, and I've done it every day since, and it's uh, it's something that I've come to realize is truly indispensable. You just cannot. Yeah, I have got to get better at it. You You just have to decide to do it, right? And then and then just you just and if you don't do it in the morning this is what i found if i don't do it in the morning it the is. chances of getting it done are very low and very hard it becomes so much harder you know well, so i do I- a couple things i want to yeah, be i want to have prayed by the time my family wakes up yeah. so by the time they get out of bed i want to have covered my family in prayer mm mm-hmm. And also, uh, often it works out so that when my daughters wake up and they walk out of their room, our prayer area, our little oratories upstairs. The first thing that they see is me kneeling at prayer, right? So um, I think that that is hopefully going to be a lesson, a message for them throughout their life that uh, is going to speak volumes um, into what does it mean. Like they know their dad mm-hmm. is a prayerful man. Uh, yeah, man, when, I, you that, that.
0: when you told me that, it made me reconsider like how I was like praying like the importance of making sure to see that because like obviously we want to do that i mean J- jb 2 said that that's one of the reasons why he decided right to become a priest. And that's
1: and the, that was what was foundational for me was he saw his, his dad testimony of that experience
0: right and we both have the setups of like the first thing that the kids see in the morning it could be your dad kneeling in prayer uh-huh. and when you like i gotta give you props for you man because when when you told me that i was like Oh man,
1: that is good. And that's not like, prideful. No. You know, it's not like you're doing it so your neighbors see you. No, no, no. These are your children. You're instructing them in how to pray and what does it mean to live the faith.
0: First time I did it, Anna came down and just knelt down like right beside me yes. to pray. Like, no, and I, it wasn't like I asked her to. It was like yes. she just realized, oh, this is that what we're doing. That happens to me.
1: Even my my two-year-old will kneel with me for like, I'm doing silent prayer. I'm not like saying stuff out loud, but she'll come and kneel with me for 10 minutes. Not very often. But 10 minutes is a long time for a two-year-old to just kneel there quietly, right? Levitating. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. Not not as much as me. Right. Right. I mean, well, you're you're kind of pushing your head down. (laughs) I want to be higher. (laughs) Anyway, we got to get to our man gear today, which is the man gear today is a raised garden bed. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I just built a new one over the weekend. Um, We had a, a conversation recently with a homesteader. Yes, Michael. Right. And- Uh, just like our conversation was just inspiring for me to like get more connected to the land and just um, really appreciate it for what it's worth. This is also, I've mentioned this before, I'm a farmer now because I have four chickens, okay? Mm -hmm. Sprinkles, Alberta, uh, Penny, and Stella. Those are our chickens. And um, so I'm a farmer. I'm Mm -hmm. a real, legit farmer. And so I wanted to like, Get take it a little step further. So I have one raised garden bed. It's ten ten feet by four feet. Not very big, right? Sure. But enough to grow peppers and like you know some stuff. So I doubled it up. I made another one, and just to uh to like I don't know yield more. I don't know. It, it's baby steps for me. It's not like I'm taking some huge step. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you have a know. you have raised garden beds, and you, your wife Haley. Lady Haley is a uh, she's a, Lady a green Haley thumb. Is a, is a, she has a green she has, thumb. She
0: does have a green thumb. Yeah, she's she's really good with uh, our, our gardens. And I, when I first started my raised garden, I made it at a U shape. Uh, so
1: it's like um, I think it's so you could get, there was like a path to get to the middle kind to get of to the middle. Right? Yeah. yeah, so it's a, like a horseshoe.
0: It's like a horseshoe, sure. And that was before my kids were older. than they, you know, Luke, my oldest is seven. Yeah, seven. Man, I almost like yeah had a panic. Oh, like, I don't remember if I. this right. So seven, and at that time they weren't like running around in the yard near as much. Uh, so we're redoing our flower beds or, or our garden this year. We're re- redoing our raised uh, garden, and I I made a mistake. You know, you this is something that happens in gardening, right? You, you mistakes, you just, mistakes, yeah, you, mistakes. You just have to learn. I've made and, so many. And I didn't. I didn't. It wasn't high enough. Uh-huh. Right. So the the grass continually crawled over the bermuda grass just continually to right. crawl over your raised bed
1: uh, yeah you ha, have to have a barrier also right
0: and i think i only i, I think it was only about oh uh four to five inches off, mm-hmm. off the ground yeah. i thought and you when that. you're looking at it you're like oh yeah there's no way bermuda grass is going to crawl in there
1: well and it goes under and it also goes, yeah. Yeah. yeah right
0: um one thing i saw and I, in fact today i saw it uh father mike schmitz po- uh, tweeted it uh, about raised garden beds what they do what this video did that uh, father mike schmitz posted was they uh flame they char the inside of the flower bed uh, the garden bed Uh and so that way it becomes um water resistant like sealed yeah it's basically like sealed without having any kind of like sealer so it's just a natural seal like you know like for whiskey barrels yeah so what they do is they just char it all on the inside, so that way it doesn't uh, grill,
1: grill gun, man. deteriorate. Great use, great use of the grill gun. Right, so I'm, gonna, I'm definitely doing that. I have not heard of that. See, uh, I so i used cedar. I've always used cedar. I built one about five years ago, and I just dug it all up. And mo- Yesterday, I, uh, my back did a lot of work yesterday because I dug up all the dirt from this 10 by 4 foot. It's a foot high, right? Mm-hmm. And moved it, and then moved the, the planter, and then dug the dirt back into it you know so there was something and that was not the only thing i did right so uh but it's five years old it's still going pretty strong i uh put some new braces you know just on the insides and but mine's mine's it's just cedar you know and i did it cheap it's i've been surprised how long it's lasting they say not to use treated wood for (laughs) your uh, raised garden beds it's what they say oh it's gonna leak the toxins into the dirt i'm not sure whatever that's what they say so i use cedar because like that's what they're saying that's what they say and all of the blogs say you're the terrible person if you use treated wood even though it's like way cheaper and cedar is ridiculous oh yeah it's super expensive you have to be like rich This is going to be
0: a $25 tomato. Right. I know. It's like,
1: yeah, that's the thing. It's like if you're gardening because you think you're saving money, you're a fool. Okay. It's like that's the best $20 tomato you've ever had right there. Actually, it's the worst $20 tomato you've ever had. (laughs) I take it back. Right. Those peppers, those are $12 peppers. Each one.
0: But there's something about it, you know. It's the same. There is,
1: especially for for the kids, you know. Like you, yep. they help you. Pl- they help, nope. right. you know. And then they watch the plants get bigger and like responsibility.
0: Teachers them responsibility. It's just like the cycles of life and yeah. everything. Uh, we we chopped a bunch of wood this weekend. Nice. Uh, and so, it, man, I'm we're like the Midahan boys are getting. Like, we have a system down now with chopping wood where I I chop it. Uh, Jude takes the all the barks and all the, you know, the little, like, mulch that ends up happening from yeah. chopping wood. He gathers all that and goes, puts it in the fire uh, fireplace. Luke takes the split wood. Fire pit. Yes. I'm yeah. sorry, not fireplace, not inside. Fire pit on the outside. Luke grabs the split wood and starts stacking it. And so, I mean, it's just like, it was going like clockwork. We did, a, like, maybe a half a rick in...
1: Not very long Nice And now is the time To be splitting wood Right Because you need to season
0: It needs to be you need, seasoned You gotta
1: season it I mean Right And if you buy You can actually buy You don't have Unseasoned wood It's much cheaper mm-hmm. Than seasoned wood And it's Even split seasoned wood Because you know If you have a, a, a Pneumatic Or a Hydraulic wood splitter You can split Green wood That's no problem You can't do it by hand
0: Take a look Way too long Yeah so we're gonna talk about the uh, holy name of God when we get back. The
1: holy name of God. I'm excited. I'm pumped. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to The Catholic Man Show. This segment of The Catholic Man Show is brought to you by Select International Tours. If you're listening on the radio right now, go check out thecatholicmanshow.com. All of our show notes has a Select International Tours button on all of our shows. Click on that. It sends you directly to their website through us so they know that we sent you. And then uh, sign up for their emails because we are going to be uh, doing a pilgrimage at some point as things are continually opening, we're, we're we're talking more and more about it, and it'll be. We had plans that had to be canceled. Right, we had one that we, was planned. It was going to be this year. This year in June. Right, it would it was like about to be coming up. Right, where we were going to go to Ireland and Scotland, or yeah, Scotland, Scotland. Yes, not yes. Ireland. Not Ireland, just Scotland.
1: Right. Man, um, it was m- going to be a Scotch and Jesus pilgrimage. Pilgrimage,
0: so. Anyway, Select International Tours, they sponsor our show. Uh, Doesn't that sound
1: awesome, a Scotch and Jesus pilgrimage? Yes, absolutely. Not but, in that order. No. Uh, but, but still, that's what it was.
0: But uh, we're going we're, we're we, we to... We are might continue. still do it. We're, we're trying to get that back going. So go check them out. They're sponsoring the show. SelectInternationalTours.com is also the website. Uh, so Dave, yeah, I, I think this is a good topic uh, we're talking about the Holy Holy Name of God. Yes. And we also did an episode not too long ago about uh, w- with Father Cosgrove on the Holy Face of Jesus, which I thought was
1: right. Which is different. Not the Holy Face devotion. There is a devotion right. to the Holy Face, sure. Which I actually was talking about with our friend David Biddle today. Um, I love David Biddle. I do too. I, literally, when he got there, he is he's all these daughters that are just like incredible, mm-hmm. and he showed up. and I was like, yes, we can all stop. Worrying about our children, like wherever they are in this park, <laughs> <And> <laughs> the biddle girls are here. Yeah, they will take. Care it's of them. true, like yeah. they're like, like mothers, and they spread out among the children and just mother them all. It's yes, it's incredible.
0: So how do you? So uh, re- I don't know where we're actually going with this topic yeah. too much because is your topic, but I, I do want to ask. Like, so obviously reverence plays a huge role in the holy name of God. Yeah, uh, reverence is one of the first virtues that we talked about. In the Minahan house for the ki- for my kids because it was a yeah. very, it, it's a, an important one for Holy Mass and, yeah. and for prayer something that they do all the time. It's One that
1: you can watch, you can see reverence. You know what I mean, like, right? And so you can see like now I'm being reverent, now I'm not being. You know, it's like right. you can it's turn it easy. on and off kind of. Yeah, right.
0: it's very easy to point out and they they can grasp on very quickly, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and then it's very important, obviously, as you go to Holy Mass to make sure that you can use the words. The, the virtuous words of reverence, you know, right. to make sure... Which we've ca- talked about
1: before, that the, the words become, become the, the goals. goals.
0: Right. Uh, and so I'm curious on how you broached the topic with your kids on the holy name of God. Um, like, have you
1: talked about it with them I don't yet? Know. I do uh, You know, Pamela probably has. My, La- Lady Pamela. Lady Pamela. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she's awesome. I just really love her. Yeah. Like, all the time, it's just like... Mm-hmm. It's incredible to be married to her I'll tell you uh, but anyway uh, she may I'm sure she has talked to them about it but you know when your kids are so young my oldest is five my youngest is nine months you know mm-hmm. um, with two in between so it's not something that the idea the very concept of taking the Lord's name in vain right is they do, they're not even aware of it right you know what I mean right um, it's not something that takes place in under my roof no. Um, and so it's it's not something we've really had to discuss. What about the, just the I now they do know that when at the na- holy name of Jesus that I will bow my head. Mm-hmm. Um and we do that in prayer, you know. So they know whenever we like in the Hail Mary or um the Hail Holy Queen mm-hmm. um and they 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 do that. So you know we are
0: Okay. That's the, what I was curious. That's about
1: as far as I think we've gone.
0: I think I mean that's probably about where we are too. Yeah,
1: I and mean, like there's no reason to educate them on a sin before it's before you know you don't want to no. ruin their their no. innocence no, no, no. at all and I, that's not what you're asking but yeah so one of the things about this topic the holy name of god is that well what is god's name obviously jesus has uh you know that's his name right so we know a name mm-hmm. in that way but that's not god's name right i mean so god did reveal his name to moses mm-hmm. right um, the Catechism has a lot of really great things to say. Shocker. Uh, I know. I know. Shocker. Um, and that is mostly uh, 2142 through 2167. Oh, is that all? So, yeah. So, it really, it, it has a lot. Um, the Catechism says that God calls each one of us by name. Everyone's name is sacred. Everyone's name is sacred, according mm-hmm. to the Catechism. Um, and that the name is the icon of the person it demands respect as a sign of the dignity of the one who bears it so if that applies to us you think about how much more it applies to god okay
0: where are your stances on naming children like non-saint names uh well i would never do that okay see i've i've heard both i've heard uh, an argument for non-saint names okay um being that uh, there's already Saint Thomas's. There's already Saint Jude's. There's already Saint, you know, Luke's, whatever, uh, Elizabeth's. There's all, all these other saints. It's, it would be good to dominate the names of, and, and make all of them saints. And so um, that's one argument that I've heard. Of, so that why that you know whatever I can't even think of a name. Well, you as-
1: can't do that. I mean, they make new names up all the time. Right. I know. That's. I mean, I couldn't even. Yeah, uh, I think that's a. I think that's a. Honestly, I think that's a dumb argument. Okay. I think it's a dumb thing to say um, because the name that you give to your child is eternal mm-hmm. and you want it to represent... Uh, a name is more than just like, oh, this is the sound that is like associated with your person, okay? Okay. It's, it's, it, it bears a lot of significance, okay? And it bears significance to the people that will meet you. So when you say, you know, I'm Peter... We live in a world where people already know what Peter, who Peter was. He was significant. And so already the people that that, your child, if you name them Peter or Joseph, um, they're going to know things about you. And those things that they know about you will influence the child throughout their life. Okay, so I grew up with an attachment to King David because that's my name. Right, and so he, uh, you know, and like reading stories about him, and there's a lot in the Bible about Saint David, right? You know, right. so that's kind of cool. Um, well, some parts of it is, yeah. I mean, there's bad parts, right? <laughs> but in general, he's really awesome, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, he was the beloved. You know, he was the the one who had a heart after the Lord. Lord. You know, and so that always really resonated with me because that's me, right? That's who I'm named after. I'm named after my father, but. You know, I'm named after him because we're all we're all named after King David, right? Um, and so I just can tell you from my own personal standpoint that it was significant in my own life, especially as a child, right? Mm-hmm. Also, Saint David of Wales is awesome. Uh, feast day was on March first recently. Nice, my half birthday.
0: Oh, perfect.
1: Also, if you remember, last year I was in the hospital because I had a collapsed lung. I was healed on the feast of Saint David.
0: I remember. Yes, I do remember this. Yeah.
1: So. Pretty sweet dude, yeah. okay? Yeah. Um, so that's that's what I would say. I am, I mean, it's like if you name your kid something that's not a biblical name, it's not like you're committing a sin. Right. I just think that it's better if you give them a good Christian name. And in fact, to this day, uh, you have to if you want them to be baptized. According to the catechism, you need a Christian name to be baptized. So in fact, Father Stanley Rother Stanley is not his name, I don't think. Uh he had they named him and then at the baptism the priest said no. That's not his name. And they had to give him a different name at his baptism to be baptized. I was not aware of this. Yeah. It's crazy. I didn't put the, I didn't put that. It's in the catechism in that like that uh, section I just quoted. Uh-huh. I didn't put it in my notes, so I can't read it to you, but it says like you need a Christian name. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't realize that it was Like, boom, in there, okay? Um, So, I think one of the examples in the Bible, though, that does show the power of a name is when uh, Moses, before he goes back to Egypt, he sees the burning bush, and he, at that time, receives God's name when he says, you know, if they ask me, who is it that sent me, what should I say? And the book of Exodus was originally called the book of names, -hmm. And uh, names, Jeff Cavins. Yes, um, the uh, names play a huge role, which isn't apparent when you um, when you just read it, but especially all the gods that were represented by the uh, that were being defeated by the plagues, which we did an episode on, Mm -hmm. um, and like Pharaoh and just all. It's it's a very big deal. And so the reason that Moses was this huge miracle miracle worker is because he had and wielded God's name, right? Abraham didn't do miracles like he did. I mean, like, none of these big patriarchs before him commit like did these miracles, yet Moses, everywhere he goes, is just miracle, 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 okay? Mm-hmm. So possessing the name of God is a really, 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 really big deal. Um, and so catechism... Twenty-one forty-two. It says about the second commandment, thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain, because that's really what I want to talk about today. Okay. Because I feel like, and maybe we'll just wait until the other side of the break, but I feel like the second commandment might be the most violated of all the commandments. I think you could make an argument that the first commandment is, depending on your how loose your interpretation is about, thou shalt have no gods beside me, you know, do you count money and greed and, uh, you know, like, how loose is your interpretation there, right? Um, but objectively speaking, you know, if it's, you know, from a measurable standpoint, taking the Lord's name in vain, I think, is, is rampant, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just want to talk about it today and, and what our tolerance should be as Christians... Um, in our own lives, for this for this type of behavior,
0: okay, that's it. Yeah, I think everybody can relate to this. Yeah. So, all right, we'll be right back.
1: Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. This segment brought to you by the great I Am Who I Am. It's brought to you by the Lord, who is responsible for all things that we have received in this world that are good. The holy name of God. Uh, he does He does reveal his name as I Am Who I Am. Uh, St. Thomas says that this is the most fitting name for him because it is the only name that actually describes his essence. Like the word God, he says, is fine, uh, but it doesn't describe his essence. It describes the concept, what we associate with, you know, but um, this is the quote I wanted to read about the second commandment um, from the catechism. All, among all the words of revelation, there is one which is unique, the revealed name of God. God confides his name to those who believe in him. He reveals himself to them in his, in a, in his personal mystery. The gift of a name belongs to the order of trust and intimacy. The Lord's name is holy. For this reason, a man must not abuse it. He must keep it in mind, in silent, loving adoration. He will not introduce it into his own speech except to bless, praise, and glorify it. That's according to the catechism. The, uh, the second commandment forbids the use of God's name in every improper use um, of the names of God. Jesus Christ, but all of Jesus Christ, but also of the Virgin Mary and all the saints. Yes. So uh, that,
0: that which is sacred should not be
1: exactly, exactly. Um, myself defying. included. Of it, I think a lot of people consider blasphemy as just the Lord's name in vain. But say, but uh, disrespecting Our Lady or the saints, this is also blasphemy. I mean, in, in fact, it gets more. It, the Catechism actually specifically uses the word blasphemy. To describe that type of behavior in a in another line on mm-hmm. down, um, but I think the most important thing to talk about tonight is something more practical. So this is um, an idea that kind of planted itself in my mind back a long time ago when we did um, the episode on the integral, the principle of the integral good. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were Which about movies, still haunts me. Okay, and. We, one of the things we talked about is, like, if they take the Lord's name in vain in a movie, can, is it good? You know? And that was... You just have to go listen to the episode, right? Um, but I decided not right then and there, because it was that, like that was a seed that planted. It took me like a year before I finally said, you know what? I am going to draw a line. And I've only very recently drawn this line. And so far, full disclosure... I'm embarrassed at my uh, actual application of this rule that I've drawn for myself, but uh, the rule is that if they take the Lord's name in vain, if I'm watching a movie, I turn it off. It's a one strike, you're out. One strike and you're out, okay? Um, And there have been two occasions recently where I was watching a movie and they, they did it, and I'm just like in shame thinking back, and and like the justifications I made. Well, it's like, well, I paid my, I rented this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lose, you know, I'm going to lose my $4. Right. Like, you know, and it's, it's, it's truly shameful. The fact that I've, you know, committed myself to this, to this rule. Uh, And it's a good rule, I think, because what, what movie, what is going to be good about a movie that's worth them taking the Lord's name in vain? You know what movie is worth that cost? I'll give you the answer. There are no movies. There are zero movies in the world, and there never will be a movie in the world where taking the Lord's name in vain is worth it.
0: Which is why, like when we went through that episode when we were talking about simulated sins and non-simulated sins, yeah, it you know taking the Lord's name in vain is not a simulated sin. You can't simulate this. You can't. You can't fake it. You can't fake it. It, it happens right um yeah so uh, yeah i i I don't i I don't disagree with you i think it's just a sadly i think sadly
1: we've just we've just learned to tolerate
0: it right and that goes with music and everything and yeah what about books you know uh, you know whatever else
1: yeah see so books i i don't know books i think is a is a caveat to that conversation uh like i i just finished my first um what was her name? What was her name? Wild. Flannery O'Connor. Oh, Flannery, yeah. And she has characters take the Lord's name in vain a lot, and it, it kind of scandalized me a little bit because, you know, right, you know, like, people talk about it. She's this great Catholic author, and um, I've had some discussions with people, with a, a guy here in the diocese who's quite an expert on her, I think, and, uh, like, he really unlocked a lot of her writing for me, and I did come to a, a deeper appreciation for it, but still, she has characters taking the Lord's name in vain, and it just bothers me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing is that I think we need to consciously train ourselves against the notion that this kind of thing can be funny, okay? Because the th- the truth is, sometimes it does; it can be the same with with uh, curse words, right? You know, it, it's a like, cheap joke. It's a cheap joke, but like Will Ferrell, if he drops an f bomb, he, he he's got good timing, right. you know, and it can be really funny, even though like. I would never let my kids watch it. You know, why wouldn't I let my kids watch it? Well, because it's destroying your innocence, and I don't want their innocence destroyed. But it does the same thing to you, right? Mm-hmm. It has the same perverse effect on your mind. Um, and so, th- the same thing could be said about taking the Lord's name in vain. Uh, if it if there could be a comedic element that just seems funny at the time in a movie, mm-hmm. we need to train ourselves. Make a conscious decision that says, "No, actually, that's not funny. That that is like the most offensive thing." When you're talking about taking the Lord's name in vain. Yes. Sure. 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 In the world, and I don't. La- I'm not going to laugh about it. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's actually not funny. And it's not funny that you're laughing about it either.
0: So a lot of times it seems like the people who, who I've been around that, that say that um, it's a reaction to. Getting hurt or something, you know, like you you stub your toe, and that that's like the first thing that that comes out, right?
1: right? And um, it's not that they're making a conscious decision, but it's a just a bad habit that they formed. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference, I think, between you know saying, "Oh my God," you know, like as when you're calling out to him in a moment of sorrow, you know, um, that's not what I think most people are doing, ninety nine percent of the time, right? Right, but there is some moments it's like, yes, cry out to him. Mm-hmm. That's not taking his, his name in vain. But when it's flippant, you know, uh, it's not mm-hmm. that, not that people even do it in a uh, malicious way, but they do it in a flippant way where it's just, eh, you know, like, oh yeah, whatever. Right. Reverence is out, out the cheap. door. It, they, they use his name in a cheap way. Mm-hmm. And that is so degrading. It, you know, it's so disrespectful, but it's something that I think has perniciously worked its way into our culture into our language, mm. and it's something that as Christians we cannot stand for. I mean, it's just time to say no. Uh, that's not okay with me. In fact, just, I learned today when I was talking to uh, Mr. David Biddle that um, he, he is a, a friend of his who crosses himself whenever he hears someone take the Lord's name in vain. And so he, at his office... Some reparation? as he, do, repar- he does it as an act of reparation for that person, which is, oh, it's a beautiful practice. And... Um, He said he was doing this guy was doing it at his office and people started noticing. Like, why are you crossing yourself all the time? Well, you just took my Lord's name in vain and I'm doing it in reparation for the sin that you have just committed. And like they quickly learned, look, don't say that around him, okay? He he'll do the crossing thing again, okay? (laughs) Just don't do it, okay? You know, like wait till he's gone. Yeah. Uh, but what a witness, what a testimony. It it takes you do that charitably and of course. It takes
0: courage. Right. That it takes does. Courage. Because
1: people, are, there's this feeling like, oh, I'm going to be the weird guy. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't think you will be. I think you'll be the one who's respected more. I do too. Uh, I, I'm one who always,
0: not always, but there's times where I feel, a, a, a lack of courage in that aspect. Me too. Um, our, Juan, our, our best friend, he is one who's, he who, does not. Juan he, doesn't
1: even know what courage is because he just like, exudes does it. it. Yeah. Right. I mean, like he just he like, doesn't does even it. know. Right.
0: Um, he's really good about it. Uh, but um there are times in fact, I've had to confess uh, you know several times of opportunities that the Lord has placed in front of me to be a, a Christian witness. and instead, I just kind of faded away into the background. you know, I didn't stand up for for the faith and uh, you know it's one of those uh, what I have done and what I have failed to do. How many times has ha, you know have we been called to be a witness and we have just failed to do it right? Which is just haunting, I think.
1: Yeah, man, I know what you mean. Uh, another thing that I I do also is when I hear other people use the name of Jesus, I bow my head. You I have to be too, yeah. you have to be careful sometimes because there are times where it looks like you're agreeing with what's being said. Right, it looks like you're like going yeah, yeah, but you're actually disagreeing with what's being said you're just bowing your name at the, bowing your head at the holy name so like in those you just be conscious in those moments i will look down i'll like bow with my eyes and not with my head so that it doesn't look like i don't want to like make other people think i'm like totally in oh yeah i'm bowing yeah. you know uh, I want to read this last one just about this is about blasphemy 2148 okay uh, blasphemy is directly opposed to the second commandment it consists in uttering against god inwardly or outwardly Words of hatred, reproach, or defiance, in speaking ill of God, in failing in respect towards him in one's speech, in in misusing God's name. St. James condemns condemns those who blaspheme that honorable name of Jesus by which you are called. The prohibition of blasphemy extends to language against the church, the saints, and sacred things. It is also blasphemous to make use of God's name to cover up criminal practices and reduce Uh, people to serve, like, you know, there are people who make war in the name of Christ Mm -hmm. or in the name Mm -hmm. of the church. Um, But just even speaking poorly about the church, you know, uh, the church is Christ's bride. Uh, Just like, when I read that, it's like, wow, this is a bigger, it's a broader in scope. I really need to check myself yeah, In the right. way that I'm thinking, inwardly and outwardly. Because you could blaspheme just by giving assent to certain thoughts. Hmm. Inwardly, inwardly assenting to a certain notion that that degrades Holy Mother Church. Yeah, it's that's a good point. Let's just I just wanna let's call us all to purify our minds and our language and outwardly live in accordance with the reverence that's due to christ check us out on the podcast go to catholicmansion.com
0: if you're listening on the radio right now we'll continue the conversation just a little bit we're on the lord's team the winning side so raise your glass and
1: cheers to jesus
0: that was one thing that uh, uh one of the monks at clear creek said that i really liked whenever he was asking you know he said Ask our mother to comb through your imagination, to comb through all of your thought, your the impure thoughts, and ask her to uh, to get rid of them. To to ask for the yeah. grace of forgetfulness. Yep. So that way you you don't harbor these thoughts in your mind. You know that that you know, sin makes you stupid and it makes you you know it ruins uh, reality that that we're in, right? And so uh, it, it helps you comb through, or you ask the mother to comb through your thoughts. So that way, to purify them, to sanctify them, mm-hmm. um, you know, before as you're presenting your prayers to our Lord. Yeah, and I love that. I was like, Yeah, you're right. That that's something that I definitely need to do uh, to continue asking our Mother to to help purify my mind to yeah. help, to help. Um, in fact, we've done a whole episode on purifying the mind.
1: Yeah, and the memory. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, Our ladies, It's just so I just love her so much because she's your mother. You don't have to be like ashamed. You know, your mom, she already knows you. Right. Like she raised you. She knows who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, like let's say you pooped your pants <laughs> and you're 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 at a place. Like like you're in public. You can call your mom and she will bring you new pants. You poop a party? <laughs> right. <laughs> Karen poops at parties. She poops at parties. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, she will bring you new underwear and pants and it won't even be a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like she's not going to You don't have to be embarrassed about like your mom knowing you pooped in your pants at the place, right? This is the quality stuff that you This get. is that's how it is with our lady, right? Like she's your mom. She already knows. Right. Okay? So you like go to her there's no shame to, you're like going to her and you know what I'm saying? You're trying to It's a good analogy if you think about it. <laughs> you're trying to take- Or or is it best analogies? I don't know. I don't know. Can you
0: read it would have been, been, it, it been my number two I it been my
1: number two analogy, but that's uh, all right. I can't see his question. I'm not on the Facebook stream. Oh, yeah.
0: Here, hand it to me and I'll read it that way. Who who am I reading? John Lee? John Lee. The top one? To David. Or oh if if it's addressed to you, you can okay. read it. I didn't realize.
1: Where does it start? Right there. Right there. But it start the but weren't oh but weren't all of the names of our saints at one point in time secular names like Augustine. But what these saints did is sanctified their names with the sanctity of their lives. Couldn't parents who name their children traditionally non-Christian names allow for their children to then sanctify their traditionally non-Christian names? Yeah, you could, and that might happen. But do you want to give your children more or less? Okay, so by giving them a good Christian name. You're giving them more, because now now they have uh, instant things that they are going to identify with, saints who bear their name, who they bear their name, that they're going to look up to, okay? So, like, yeah, you could give them a secular name in hopes that they sanctify that name, sure. Um, or you could make that their middle name, and then, like, that's still going to be a... Sa- I mean, like, give the if you want to give them a, a secular first name, give them a, a saintly middle name, right? I mean, like... You don't have to go like, oh, this is, you know, Augustine, Thomas, James, you know, like Jesus. Uh, like you don't have to like give him like a weird name. But there are, first of all, there are a lot of really awesome, strong biblical names that aren't weird and just are awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think that, yes, you can do that. But I feel like you're just giving your children less instead of more. Give them give them the best give them a holy name that they can strive to immolate imitate why am I doing that I know, I'm like I, immolating I, a lot tonight find it funny it is a little funny yeah. imitate you know that's just, just I like, I don't opinion. judge anybody for what they name their other what they name their kids I mean your kids um but that's just my opinion if you want my opinion that's what it is
0: yeah. okay Juan what do you think bud You go all name all saints. Yeah. yeah, if you ever have a question like what what should I do? Just go look up Eucharistic Prayer Number One and uh, go through all of those.
1: Okay, so um Father Cosgrove just texted me. Oh man. It is Catechism twenty one fifty six, and he just gives commentary, he doesn't say what it is, but he says it doesn't have to be a saint name, but must have a Christian sentiment in order to be baptized. Your child must have a Christian... The name... I don't even know what that means. ...must have a Christian sentiment. He says, versions are acceptable because it's a derivative of a Christian name. Okay. So. But I do, I do agree with the fact that you are, you're tapping into the tradition of the church when you give your, your children a same name. Yeah, right. You know, versus like Skyler. Well, I don't know who Skyler is. And a children that's when I grew up with the name is Skyler is not going to see himself in so many places as, you know, Ignatius, mm-hmm. Augustine, that that just you're giving him a foundation to lean on. Yeah. For, to find his identity. So much of the youth problems today is identity. Who am I? Right? Who am I with? And you're just giving him for success. In, in that identity part that I think is so important right Good Ignatius stuff. was so awesome. Mm-hmm. He was such a manly dude, and so uh Biddle was telling me today, I wish I could remember the name of this guy because he was a saint he he told me, and it was not a saint that I recognized, but he said that like like Saint Cuthbert, yeah whatever whoever it was, this guy was on a train and heard somebody take the Lord's name in vain, and he punched him in the face and said, the punch you just received in the face is far less offensive than the words you just used. Okay? And then as he, like, went on and got older and grew in wisdom, he realized, like, that probably was not the best approach. (laughs) That's probably not the most prudent. And so then, like, (laughs) later, many years later, he heard somebody take the lord's name in vain again and he ran up to him and said punch me in the face i need you to punch me in the face right now because you punching me in the face would be far less offensive than the words you just used and so he like like learned from it and like you're
0: gonna say he he ran up to him and kicked him in the shin uh,
1: no (laughs) but he tried to get him to punch him in the face uh like and he he found that was a much better approach like did he get punched i don't know man that would i don't know because
0: like, y- you say that and you're kind of like hoping they'll call like they
1: don't call your bluff wait wait like, are you right-handed or le- you, maybe no, wait wait quick before yeah. i lose heart yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah wait other hand no 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 use your good hand i'm ready
0: yeah yeah that's one you hope they don't actually call your bluff
1: <laughs> right but if you, you know. do you may have just if they do you may have won a soul maybe you know what i mean and a black eye <laughs> worth it oh definitely If you get a soul
0: one where are we on time Okay, that's good. That's good enough for. Uh, let we'll just see if there's anything else. Wichita Fall. We have. We're on another radio station. that has to be at least fifty-seven. But I can. We can one. One that.
1: other interesting thing is that um, the Catechism lumps oath-taking in with uh, blasphemy. Taking oaths when it would be uh, inappropriate to do so because you are um, making uh, like taking it on his name. Okay, promises made to others in God's name engage in divine, engage the divine honor, fidelity, truthfulness, and authority. They must be respected in justice. To be unfaithful to them is to misuse God's name and in some way to make God out to be a liar. Um, And there's like, I I just took one snippet, but there was a whole bunch about taking oaths when, it's not a serious thing, and you know, let your it, right. Jesus says, let your yes mean yes. But but yes, you still like in the front of the law. You know, there is a time and a place to take an oath. Sure, but if you take that oath and then are not truthful, you're actually committing blasphemy because you're you you're, took an you're oath. Lo- you're you lying. took an oath on the
0: name of God. You're lying and blaspheming.
1: Right. Um, the, two,
0: the two for one sins are the worst. Oh, dude,
1: yeah, those are the don't. Don't sign me up for any of those. No. But if you also take an oath and say that you will do something and you don't, you're you're blaspheming against It was just I thought that was interesting that they included that. You know, and I guess it makes sense because you're what are you on what are you taking the oath? Mm-hmm. That, but it's the name of God, and so you're disrespecting Yeah, his I know. holy name. Yeah. It's just fascinating. It's sort of
0: What are you going to do when so, like in our, you know, in both in all of our homes, we're, we're raising our children to where this is even something that we, you know, have to bring up right now. Yeah. Um, this is something you know. Hopefully, by uh, promoting reverence and promoting a good use of the faculty of your la- of language of speech, uh-huh. we don't. You know, it, it'll be a very obvious. This is not something that we do when your kid experiences that for the first time. Uh. What do you think like what are you gonna tell them to do? Uh
1: I don't know. I mean I don't know
0: like what the appropriate thing I think is. I would
1: tell them like I would hope that they you know, like with their friend does it, you right. know. Right. Because know. that's gonna happen. Yeah, and that's probably the best way to encounter it because the truth is that their friend is just the, e- echoing words that they've heard. Right. They don't honestly that's good. Sort of because their friend isn't probably committing a sin they don't know they've just heard other people say this right and now they're parroting it it. and it's cool right they just know like like that's that's just what you say when oh when it's like bummer right you know um when you're when you don't like something Mm -hmm. um and so hopefully they would rebuke them and say don't say that in front of me don't don't." punch me in the face (laughs) right (laughs) Yeah, punch me in the face right now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna to have. To, like, I mean, they need to. They need to not do nothing. I know that's. They that, need to do something, and I don't know what that is yet. And it's not punch him in the face. Could be getting punched in the face would be better. Yeah. If if like if my son came home with a black eye and I found and I said why what happened he's like well I made him punch me in the face because he took the Lord's name in vain it's like mm. you are getting candy right now <laughs> come over here
0: come over here look at this bowl. All yours. How old are
1: you? Seven. All right, you can have your first beer. That's fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's end on that. (laughs) That's where we're going. I don't think I think we plateaued. Yeah, I
1: think so.